Blog Talk Radio. to raise the question, what is it that we're going to do independent of white people? It is very, very hard for us to envision a world without white people. But we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist. Now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them. But certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Nangadef, Majwa, Habaragani, Salbona, Anisogoma, Indamanesh, Indamana, Peace, War, Pan-African Greetings Family. This is Kamal Mukasey Tahuti. And you have entered Africa's reascension. As usual, we will start off with our apai or libation, which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. I go, I go, I go. Odumakuman, Inyame, Inyame Wa, a treaty upon Beje Ensa, Asasiya Ensa, Abasun Ensa, Abasun Po Ensa, Nana Sergibi Ensa, Nana Esiketwa Ensa, Nana Dadakofi Ensa, Nana Tigre, Nana Tigre, Nana Tigre Ensa, Nana Kumi Ensa, Kweku Free Ensa, Akonade Abena Ansa, Asubonten Ansa, Bochewewa Ansa, Tamensa Ansa, Oshun, Oshun, Oshun Ansa, Oya Ansa, Shango Ansa, Herukahuti Ansa, Maat Ansa, Aset Ansa, Nananom Ansamanfu Ansa, Ansamanfu Abasulfau Ansa, Abasun, Abasul Fawansa. Yeshremo Yansa, Yeshremo Ahudin, Yeshremo Enchera, Yeshremo Sikapa, Yeshremo Enkwaso, Yeshremo Enkwaso, Abasul Faw, Ye Enkwaso. I ask you, Odumakuman, and Yame, and Yamewa, Olorun, to use me in this form to impart clarity and cultural consistency to all within the sound of my voice. May I speak directly to your soon soon, your spirit, and reawaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside. Medasi pa, medasi bio, mo piafo, mo ne casa. Medasi nanano. Yo, Medasi nanano. Uh, all right. Welcome, everyone. Africa's reascension. Um, 
Oh man, this is um I first wanna start off by saying welcome and then I also wanna say I apologize. The having major issues here. <laughs> Can't get my switchboard open right now, so I had to restart my computer. Um so while that's happening, we'll go ahead and do a few things while this reloads, so um, the chat room will be open in a minute, <laughs> hopefully, if, if if everything goes better once this gets restarted. Um, and and I'll assume folks are in the call queue. Uh, don't raise your hand yet because right now I can't see it because I can't get the switchboard up. Um, I know... While we're waiting for this to come up, one thing I do want to do is um, November 19th was the four-year anniversary of, there needs to be a better word than anniversary, but uh, four-year remembrance of my mother passing. Um, Also... Um, My sister just let me know that a um, good friend of the family who who was on our block uh, back in Detroit who, you know, watched after us and kept us out of trouble and stuff, um, Mrs. Cole, um, she just passed as well. So um, I would like to ask that... um, Indulge me in a few moments of silence uh, for my mother uh, and for Mrs. Cole. Madasi, Madasi. May you both reach Asamanda and may your names live on for the next 10,000 years. Okay, still waiting to get the computer back up and get the switchboard up. Um, so Real organizing. So this week, um, so yes, I want to say Madasi, <laughs> Major Madasi. Um, last week was a magnificent show. Um, folks have been downloading it like crazy. Um, I checked out a few other shows in the blogosphere, if you will, and, and folks are, have been talking about it. So I want to say Madasi to everyone who's who's been a part of that. Uh, please make sure to click all the ads and the links, the um, three revolving books and everything else uh, that, 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 that helps me out in the program I'm in, involved in with Wall Talk. So please click all the links. Even if you don't buy a book, even though I try to put interesting books up there that would entice you to buy them, but even if you don't buy them, just click the links, click on them, and that, 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 that helps out a bit. 
so yeah, and I want to also say Madasi to uh, my good friend Jaja who called in all the way from Morocco <laughs> last week to to impart his wisdom and and, and knowledge and uh, good stuff that that he's still doing and get to reminisce about some of the stuff that we used to do when we was holding it down together in San Diego. Um, why isn't this working? Yeah, so we're going to keep rolling, keep trying to do this. Um, even if I had a switchboard, that might suck. Um, can't play clips, can't bring callers in. That won't be good, so I'm going to keep working on it, see what we can do. Come on. Come on, did that do it? All right, so, yes, so tonight, there we go. All right. That took long enough. Okay. Yeah, let me... Open up the chat. Okay. I don't think that was blog talk. I'm going to have to do something with my firewall. Anyway. Okay, so we're up and running and everything's smooth. So, real organizing, using the maroon example and shared consciousness. Um, I'm going to read the show description here. That I put on the page Are people listening to these shows Why in the hell Are we still talking about organizing Without shared consciousness And changed behavior There has never been a time Where any effective group Has organized that way Yet we stolen Africans Keep parroting this failed idea Like we are saying something deep We will finish up last From last week's show and talk about the only groups that actually got total freedom from Caucasoids. Excuse me. And share a few ideas behind how they did it. We will also get deep into Baba Amos Wilson's breakdown of the needed aspects of consciousness to attain real liberation and real freedom. It will not come from everyone doing their own thing. It will not come from putting our beliefs aside. It will not come from us just being black. It will not come from us just having shared oppression. It will come from each of us changing our behaviors, changing our thinking, changing our present ways of life. It will come when we change our consciousness, period. So as I... Get situated here. Let me go ahead and play a promo and some of the remaining music that is um, that blog talk left me after they took some of my damn clips. But um, anyway, yeah. Welcome to the desert of the real. Peace, family. This is your brother, Hollow. A.K.A. Mr. Holipsis, A.K.A. The Buzz Killer. Tune 
in to Holipsism's Haven every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the social, economic, and political issues of the day with a common-sense approach, an African-centered perspective, and a universal sensibility. Call in number 347-843-4874. That's 347-843-4874. To check out related YouTube videos, blogs, and show archives, visit www.holipsism.com. That's www.holipsism.com. I'm making it hard to get your Negro on. Hotep, Black Power. There's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad.
So let these bars be the catalyst to mobilize the masses through the music. Grab your matches and let's do it. Time to spark an evolution. Build a movement out of baseline. Snares that hit like tech nines. You can find artists politicking on the front lines. Every verse I transcribe is built with the mission. Speak for those whose voice gets lost in the system. Breathe dissension. Cultivate diligence with precision. Blend Afrocentric rhythms with the prophet Malcolm's vision. Fill it. We understand the nature of the masses. Politics that got more of us tucked away in jail instead of colleges. Look how we live, surviving on a bare minimum. Piled high in projects and roach infested tenements. Seeds are vacant, hooked on Ritalin and PlayStation. Misinformation and textbooks don't equate to education. Still waiting on saviors. We need to start to save us. Niggas praying on their knees while cops brutalize their neighbors. Do me your favor. Next time you hear 41 shots, compare the effectiveness of a Bible versus a Glock. I bullshit you not. We living in a Pandora's box. So many of my brothers living on three squares in a cot Queens raising kids solo, giving all that they got And seen girls nearly illiterate, but know how to pop When will it stop? It's time we shake it up at the top Nelly was a prophet when he said it's starting to get hot Wait Alright, that was That was That was uh, A song Last Rider from A girl theory out of Flint, Michigan Home girls and hand grenades. That was hot. That was hot. All right. So, yeah, last week we were talking about consciousness must precede unity. Consciousness must precede unity. We talk a lot about consciousness, uh, but I also said if you're not willing to do the work to create collective consciousness, then please shut up talking about unity. Um, then we moved on and I was introducing um, some of the thinking behind Baba Amos Wilson's structuring of Blueprint for Black Power, how his first six chapters were structured out in a specific way and that we have to get those chapters down under our belts, in our heads, all of that, before you even start talking about sharing money, creating susus, and uh, buying buildings, all this sort of stuff. you got to get the personality piece down, the self-concept piece down, the consciousness and understanding the social and cultural origins of power. Uh, And so we were going to delve into chapter four of his consciousness piece. But before before we got into that, we were... Last week, we touched on two groups who um, were successful, one of them especially in the beginning, now not so much, but looking at the NOI and some of the specific things they did, and then look at the maroon groups, the, the successful maroon groups of some of the things they did, and then see where the similarities lied in, in, those, in those groups and then how to extract those similarities and use them for our present day. And so I ain't going to go back and belabor all the stuff about the NOI. Y'all can uh, check that out on download. But I will uh, reiterate a little bit about the Maroons and then move forward on the Maroons. And so for anyone who don't know, and I also mentioned that we need a new term for Maroons because just by definition, that in some definitions it just means runaway or runaway slave or wild boar or wild animal. And that's not what the hell we are and that's not what the hell, 
who the hell we are. Uh, so probably sovereignty seekers at all costs. That would be a better phrase to use, and then we find an African phrase or term that, that, that means that, and then use that term instead of wild animal, wild boar, or shit like that. But anyway, for folks who don't know what who the Maroons are, Maroons were enslaved Africans who escaped plantation life and created autonomous communities outside of the chattel enslavement system. Basically, wherever enslaved Africans were, you had these autonomous communities. One of the most successful maroon groups were called Quilombos in Palmares, Brazil. Um, you must, 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 must see the excellent film of the same name, Quilombo, that depicts our enslavement resistance admirably. They fought back Portuguese and other Caucasoid re-enslavement antics for 100 years. One century Successfully we were fighting them back You also have the um, Samaka Also called the Saramanka people In Suriname The Maroon groups in Jamaica um, And the Gullah Geechee Maroons Of South Carolina And there were hundreds of others Now when you dig and dig On what the uh, Maroon groups did To be successful Against Caucasoid incursions and reestablish their African reality, the similarities are interesting. Even though they came from different traditional African cultures, there was enough similarities within their worldviews to reach cultural consistency on a lot of major things. These groups, first of all, collectively understood they came from the continent now called Africa and they were all unified in recreating as closely as possible their African way of life. Now, of course, in, in, in that instance, that should have, that's uh, basically a tautology. They, one minute they, one minute we, excuse me, were chilling at home in the place we now call Africa, and the next minute, you know, we're swooped up and, and, and brought over to work for Caucasoids in East and in South Central America and North America and in other places. And so they knew that that wasn't their home. We have sort of forgotten that one. Now, again, the movie Quilombo depicts um, this recreating of their African way of life. It recreates that wonderfully. Some of the things that you saw in the movie, or one of the things, is that all their homes were made by the people there. Remember when the brother, he climbed up the mountain and he made it to the um, to the Maroon Village? When a new person came, the townspeople would all gather, build the new person a house, give them clothes and food, etc. Basically, what you have here was group cohesion and collective solidarity because of shared cultural worldview and cultural consciousness. As we stated earlier, this is also what made the NOI successful in their heyday. Probably not so much now, but in their heyday especially. Shared beliefs, shared worldviews, shared collective mission, and group solidarity. This is what all organizations and or communities must have if they are to achieve anything of substance. The idea of getting a traditional a traditional African, a Muslim, a Christian, a Hebrew Israelite, 
a Moor, a space Christian, a space Muslim, a black Baha'i, a black Buddhist, all in the same room together and creating, let's say, a youth socialization program or creating an educational institution jointly is doomed for disaster because said groups are not coming from a shared worldview experience, from a shared cosmology. Um, They are coming from contradictory axiological statements. The traditional African ideally, here's an example. The traditional African ideally sees his woman as equal within all aspects of existence. Practically, each one of those other groups that I mentioned, the the, the Israelites, the Moors, the Christians, the Muslims, whether on earth or in the space, practically all of those groups see women as less than and as other. We have not gotten unity from this convergence, and we will not get unity from these divergent groups. If people could be honest, and defer to our African wisdom, a lot more unity could be had. But as I stated elsewhere, folks only mouth Africa to, 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 to slow up their membership drain. African origins of Christianity, African origins of Islam, African origins of the Moors. Now, peek this. I, I, I was checking this out. If you notice here, if you notice, they are actually deferring to the ancientness of Africa when when they put on these debates and talks about um, African origins of this and African origins of that. So so they're they're sort of kind of deferring, but you never see the flip side of that. You never see the Christian origins of the Africans, the Muslim origins of the Africans. That would be overtly foolish to everyone. (laughs) We all know Africa was before all this stupidness. So if folks could put years of lies and false teachings behind them, put their egos on the shelf, regain faith in classical and traditional Africa, then these disparate groups could band together under our African flag. But since that won't happen, since new lies are being created, as I'm saying these exact words right now, new lies are being created to divorce others from Africa in some way, shape, or fashion. Um, I won't say that. Fools would rather go to a can't-find-it Lou or Lemuria than deal with the in-your-face Africa. So you know we got some problems. So now, in, 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 in going back to the Moors and, and resistance real quick, I wanted to, we sort of talked about it, but I didn't get a chance to do it last week, so I'm going to do it now. For folks who want to do some research on our resistance, um, what's going on with the switchboard now? Wow. Okay, blog talk is, mm. anyway, for anybody who wants to, do some research on our resistance. I'm about to give um, a group of books here, and then maybe I'll play a quick thing of music if they let if the switchboard let me, and then we'll get into Amos Wilson's consciousness piece.
Fighting the Slave Trade by um, Sylvain Joff. Uh, that's a good book that talks about our resistance in Africa when the Caucasus was coming forth. And that's something we own here. Nothing Nathan about, less than anything about. They just came over and got us, and, and it just happened, and we went along, or we helped. Most of us were out helping when only probably about 2% of our entire population was helping. But fool-ass Skip Gates can get a nice big old op-ed page in the New York Times talking this crap, and folks run with it. No, we fought those bastards. And so fighting the slave trade um, by a sister named Joff, D-I-O-U-F, walks through the different tactics that we use to um, fight enslavement on on the continent proper when they were coming. Um, You also have, after they got us on the ships, one book that I have right here is called If We Must Die. Shipboard Insurrections in the Era of the Atlantic Slave Trade by um, a white boy, Eric Taylor, Eric Robert Taylor. So so fighting the slave trade was fighting them on the continent. If we must die, Eric Taylor was fighting them on the ships. Then, of course, you've got um, um, Herbert Atbecker, American Negro Slave Revolts, um, then you also have slave insurrections in the United States, 1800 to 1865, by Joseph C. Carroll, C-A-R-R-O-L-L. That's us fighting them over here once they got us over here. Um, and we was fighting them a long time, even before 1800, but I guess in putting the book together, you had to narrow it to a particular area, a, a particular space and time, so... Another book I'm looking at, Black Rebels, African-Caribbean Freedom Fighters in Jamaica by um, Werner Zips, Z-I-P-S. This one, this one is a good one. Again, it walks through what was going on, the, the, the context of maroonage in Jamaica. This, this is a pretty good book. Um, Slave Revolts in Puerto Rico by Guillermo Barral. B-A-R-A-L-T In dealing specifically Of course you got Black Jacobins By C.L.R. James You've got um, Irritated Genie By um, Dr. Jacob Carruthers Ancestor Jacob Carruthers That was dealing and focusing On um, the Haitian Revolution There's also a new book Well, relatively new book Came out a few years ago Called Facing Racial Revolution Eyewitness Accounts to the Haitian Insurrection by Jeremy Popkin, P-O-P-K-I-N. And this one is, is, again, the whole book is just eyewitness accounts of what was going on um, in Haiti when when we defeated the, the American equivalent of that day and took back the land. Um, so, yeah, Facing Racial Revolution. Um, also, in, in, in just a general aspect of dealing with resistance, Negroes with Guns by Robert F. Williams. He was um, a member of the NAACP, and he found out that the best way to get respect um, was not to be sitting at the table and, and, and talking with your enemies. Sometimes you got to pick up the damn gun. 
And so he took time to basically walk through and talk about what was going on um, in, in, in his community. Where was he at? Ah, down south, North Carolina, Monroe, North Carolina. And so this was one of his books. And then also a book about him was called Radio Free Dixie. But um, Robert F. Williams, we got to know about this, brother. Um, again, the resistance aspects of our history, we know nothing about. <laughs> and and I just, you know, found out about Robert F. Williams a few years ago, and that's damn sure. But Negroes with Guns, by him, and then Radio Free Dixie. I'm doing that off of memory, so I don't know who the author is. And just from the Native American perspective, um, this was a good one that I came across and I had to order. It was It's called For Indigenous Eyes Only, a Decolonization Handbook um, by Waziyata Wynn Wilson and Michael Yellowbird. And basically it's it's a workbook walking through Again, from the from the Native American standpoint, how to decolonize yourself, and us as <laughs> stolen Africans here in this wasteland of New Europe, we can use this um, textbook to help decolonize ourselves. Uh, you know, Africanize it, of course, but de- uh, I just flipped over to a page. Decolonization is the intelligent calculated in active resistance to the forms of colonization that perpetuate the subjugation and or exploitation of our minds, bodies, and lands. And it is engaged for the ultimate purpose of overturning the colonial structure and realizing indigenous liberation. Not working with, not, not, not reforming, overturning the colonial structure and realizing indigenous liberation. So, yes, yeah, so for Indigenous Eyes Only, a decolonization handbook, um, again, by Wilson and Bird. So those are just a few books that I've picked up from my library that deals with um, the resistance aspect. And there's plenty, plenty more out there, and, and, and I'm sure I even got a few more in my library. I just grab some quickly. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead, play another thing of music, and then we're going to go into consciousness from an African psychological perspective and what it is and how we need to use that to start organizing. All this um, other crap has not worked. All this organizing based on being black organizing based on being minorities, organizing based on shared oppression. No, consciousness precedes unity. And so we need to um, create a, a, a shared and collected consciousness and then move forward with this unity that we're talking about. And then we can move forward with liberation um, and nation building and other things like that. But it, 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 we're not going to get it the way we're doing it now. Oh, wow, the switchboard is dead. <sighs> Technical difficulties today up the wazoo. Wow. Okay, let's see if it work now. 
peace and divine love family. Do you want to critically analyze African culture from an intellectual, honest, and practical perspective? Are you tired of all the distractions, self-righteousness, yelling and arguing with no plan or solution? Do you want to build on the facts and deal with the subject or issue at hand? Well, come and listen to our nation's ambassador, Asar, make knowledge born every 9th and 19th of each month at 9 p.m. That's every 9th and 19th of each month at 9 p.m. on the show everyone is talking about, African Holistic Healing, at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ambassador Asar. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ambassador Asar, spelled A-U-S-A-R. Or call in live to build or ask questions at 347-850-8653. That's 347-850-8653. Peace. Freedom of death, the heart that beat in my chest Won't let me stop until one of us is bleeding to death I live with my brothers, I can say that I love them Cause it's black people, we're all responsible for each other The kids you make, you're screaming blood clots Dominicans with no socks The only difference between us is the boat stop Don't let them confuse you, you just letting them use you Believe in everything they tell you, that's just something that fools do Take a moment and look and just open the book The people that they say was great was just killers and crooks George Washington owned over 300 slaves But this is the land of the free and the home of the brave I want to dig him out of the grave and shoot him right in his face Put a needle in the vein and just inject him with AIDS Some people try to tell me forget about the past I can shoot you right now and forget about your ass How we gonna forget about 400 years All the blood, sweat and tears and the murder and the tears Killed the men and the women and nobody did a bid Better scrap off the table when the stomach of a pig I still feel the pain of those murders and slain On the bottom I'm up with both being shackled and chained. I'm a friend to the demon for as long as I'm breathing. No more getting over, now it's time to get even. Time to organize the people, reach the clicks and crew. Time to bring it to the suit and the boys in blue. I do what I gotta do with this deliver the fact. They couldn't break by the tax on the back of the black. We better organize as we want to survive. Cause I'm a beating freedom fighter to the day that I die. All right, that was from the brothers. I think they had a New York um, United Front. That was just a quick stanza from their um, song Freedom Fighter. So if you have Amos Wilson's Blueprint for Black Power, I'll be pulling a lot from Chapter 4, which for me is what was one of the most powerful chapters in the damn 800-page tomb, really. It's, it's almost like I'm looking through here now. Almost every page, because I, I write in my books and, and highlight stuff, and almost every page in this particular chapter has um, got some ink, <laughs> some highlighting piece on it. So let me jump to the conclusion first. Let me jump to what we should be dealing with and, 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 and what, where the vision should be, and then come back on and working on how, how to get that. So if you got Blueprint for Black Power, we're going from page 98 and 99. The realization of African consciousness. African consciousness will realize its full power second to none when it dedicates itself exclusively to the advancement and satisfaction of African interests before all others when it bases its organization on a realistic and truthful 
knowledge of African history and culture, a truthful knowledge of the history, culture, intentionalities, and powers of the enemies or would-be enemies of African people. When it acquires a solid and courageous knowledge of reality and self, when it becomes determined to achieve self-control and high self-esteem, when it achieves self-acceptance, and when it develops its ability to form more affirmative, affectionate, cooperative, intra-group relations, when it produces to and for its own satisfaction, when it organizes itself to overcome and overthrow white supremacy and successfully defend African people against the deprecations of other ethnic groups. Let me repeat that. When it organizes itself to overcome and overthrow. Now, remember, I just read, and, and this, I did, this part I didn't plan. I just I flipped to the page and for indigenous eyes only, and, and what was the phraseology that they used to, to overturn the colonization piece? The ultimate purpose of overturning the colonial structure. So the Native American folks talking about overturning the colonial structure. Brother Bob Amos Wilson is talking about overthrowing white supremacy. Folks who want to work within the group, excuse me, folks who want to work within the system to try to change it from within, that's some bullshit and it's a failed ideology. We didn't get that till they decided to let us in in the 60s, i.e. integration, so we can make a little bit of money. And, and, and Brother Holip, who he, he's done a few shows on that. The revolution stopped when we marched down there and they offered us jobs, when they offered us the in route into their society. The revolution took a big hit then. And unfortunately, you see, Still, 2010 Gregorian calendar got folks talking about the best way to fight the system is to work within it. Either you're young and naive in this, or you're deliberately selling people wrong, failed, tried and failed information when you say that. We will achieve what we want to achieve when we organize ourselves to overcome and overthrow white supremacy and successfully defend African peoples against the deprecations of other ethnic groups. A sense of, I'm going back page 99. A sense of purpose organizes consciousness and motivates it to develop the required abilities and relations to achieve desired goals. The more intense in sense of purpose, the more is consciousness compelled to develop the mental and social faculties required to achieve its purpose its, its purpose of ends. Sense of purpose. And that you get that from shared consciousness, shared worldview. Let me end. If the central purposes which organize African consciousness are the lowly ones of futilely seeking to gain the acceptance and love of Africans by whites and other ethnic groups to be employed and cared for by others instead of being self-employing and caring for self, 
to continue to be dependent on others for their survival and sustenance then African consciousness and its adjunctive abilities and attributes will be lowly and powerless, i.e., the shit we have right now. The royal road to African power, to black power, to a powerful black consciousness runs through the reclamation by African peoples of their African identity and their irresistible will to be the determiners of their own ultimate destiny. So I wanted to begin with the ending so we could see where we're trying to get to. Our consciousness and reality were shaped in at least a 200,000 to 300,000-year incubator that we now call Africa. We were once possessed with the consciousness of Africa. To quote Blueprint for Black Power, page 86, to possess consciousness is to be possessed by consciousness. For consciousness takes over and represents itself in the body as feelings, emotions, tastes, values, intelligence, and behavior. Page 87, it actively incarnates itself in the organization of the body. Consciousness embodies us. So let's throw out, and and I try to catch myself when I'm using the the, the nebulous term of, oh, yeah, I'm conscious. You know, I, I, I do it. I slip up sometimes, but it's, but, what the consciousness that Baba Amos is talking about is is a lot deeper than what most folks are dealing with. And this is the type of consciousness that, that we need to have here. All areas of human activity were infused with Africa. Thought, language, dress, customs, practices, social organizations, and behavior. All of our reality had Africa's stamp on it. Then the invaders came. Our natural way of living life and experience reality had to be suppressed within us, and large areas were supplanted with the reality of the invader. Our culture, consciousness, and reality were transformed. Quoting from page 93, Dominant whites had to deculture blacks, i.e. strip them of their original African cultures, language, consciousness, and values in order to instill in them a new subordinate culture and cultural values compatible with white economic and social interests. Now, the damn shame in, in, in listening to folks talk and listening to all these different blog talk shows is that just because you may call yourself aware and conscious does not mean that you yourself, me, myself, are not still affected by what's going on. It seems like once we put this label on ourselves, when we talk about what's going on, we end up talking about everybody else but not ourselves included in that as well. And so all of us have been transformed. See, that's the spot where you that's the place where you're supposed to start at. All of us have been transformed from our 
original African selves. That's point one. That's the starting point. If you listen to folks and they're not starting from that point, they just want to talk about a whole bunch of other stuff, stop listening to them. Just, just stop listening to them. We have been right now decultured. They have stripped away our, a lot of the, the, the um, cognizant cultural aspects of ourselves, the cognizant African languages, language aspects of ourselves. The consciousness, the the, the, the conscious value, African values, they've stripped that away or put a cloak over it so they could instill in us new subordinate culture and cultural values compatible with their reality. And all of us are operating from that right now. Now you got some of us, myself and other folks who are listening and who will download this, who have been on the path to um, push out the European reality from our own minds, bodies, and spirits and reawaken the African within us on a daily basis. And so we may be a little bit further along on that path uh, based on consciously and deliberately understanding this piece and then moving forward, but we're still affected by it. And I don't think enough of us start from that aspect first. Every aspect of who we were and are underwent change. Consciousness, being the social power that it is, had to be remade, reshaped, and transformed if we Africans were to be taken out of our reality and made to fit into the reality of the invaders. This is why... Most of the organizing efforts that we have attempted has not worked to this point because we don't acknowledge that. We don't acknowledge the fact that we are in another reality operating from another reality standpoint. We just want to accept that we're in another reality and move forward from that. That's why transformative things have not worked for the majority of our organizations. We take it as a given, we're here now, get used to it, get over it, and try to move forward. But then wonder why shit doesn't work as far as organizing and moving forward. You have to acknowledge, oh, God, you ha- I can't stress that more. You have to acknowledge that first. We were and are stolen Africans. We came from a different cultural reality. It's still in us, but right now it's dormant and it's being cloaked and it's being covered over by this reality and the inundation of the values of this reality. So understanding that first, you then, and, and, and I've played the clip the, 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 about the time warp and about that, that Amos Wilson talks about, that the time warp and how we had a particular way of living, and, and in an instant we were stuck into another reality. Until we consciously and fully deal with that aspect, ain't shit going to change. Zero. We are African people. We are stolen Africans. We have to reawaken that within us. We have to start getting back into understanding what that is 
understanding African cosmology, understanding of the universe, African axiology, what our values are, uh, African ontology, what our reality is, and and work as hard as we can to 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 uh, encapsulate ourselves in those reality aspects, even on foreign lands. We will not get to 100% re-Africanization, especially in foreign lands. We're not going to do it. Um, That's a bitter pill to swallow, but it's the truth. But that doesn't preclude us from working as damn hard as we can to get as much as we can in this lifetime. So then ideally the children that we bring up, will be that much more further along, and maybe the grand-grandchildren could possibly get to 100%, but that part is key and critical to understand. So, again, I read, the, the going back to um, Baba Amos Wilson's page 86, to possess consciousness is to be possessed by consciousness, for consciousness takes over and represents itself in the body as feelings, emotions, tastes, values, intelligence, and behavior. When relatively stable or consistent, habitual dispositions and tendencies, which dynamically structure and are reciprocally structured by consciousness, incline the individual or group to act or react in certain fairly predictable ways. The way that our consciousness has been manipulated right now in us, in us thinking that we're um, white folks with black skin, you you can predict the behavior. You can pre you you. It's understandable why the majority of us are in church because we don't think we got a, a religion and our own God. You can see the reason why the majority of us are in prisons because we either we tried to deal with the, the European system and it didn't work, or we rebelled against it but didn't understand who we were and rebelled against it in the wrong way and end up in jail. Um, or we 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 just threw our hands up because we understood there 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 wasn't safe African space within this reality and decided to overdose on drugs or try to sell drugs or or, or stuff like that and ended up in jail. The, 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 based on the consciousness that one has um, and how they're in line with it, you can start predicting some of the behavior. And that's what Baba Amos is trying to break down there. Conscious, page 87. Consciousness as shaped by political history and mythology as personal experience and beliefs is embodied, embodied, turned into a permanent disposition, a durable way of standing, speaking, walking, and thereby feeling and thinking. Hence, to shape or organize consciousness is to a measurable extent to shape and organize the mind and body as well as their behavioral deployment and expression. Consciousness is a power by itself. And until this is me talking. And until we regain control of our own consciousness. And, and we're going to walk through what the aspects of consciousness are, it will continue to be manipulated from the outside as it is now. And we will just continue to see um, what, what we're going through now. 
Now, there's about three minutes left, and I'm going to keep going because I'm going to get through this consciousness piece. Um, so for everyone who wants to continue listening, the call-in number is 760-454-1111, 760-454-1111. In three minutes, for everyone that's listening to the chat room, it will drop. Um, you won't be able to hear anymore, and then the switchboard will probably drop, and everyone will be brought in live. So if you want to continue this conversation, um, 760-454-1111. Also, there will be no show next week, not because I'm celebrating <laughs> Thanksgiving, but um be going out of town for a quick minute. Um, shout out to IAOB. Um, so there will not be a show next week as we will actually be commemorating Native American Day of Mourning, actually. That's what it should the hell be called. But um so seven six zero four five four one 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 one. If you do not call in, in the next two minutes, you won't be able to continue to listen and you'll have to download the archive. So uh so Okay. So, yeah, so before the switchboard die, I'm going to go ahead and just um, play the closing. See everyone in two weeks. Um, thank you for all the downloads and telling your friends and telling everybody. Um, please continue to do so. Um, send some feedback, put comments on the main page and everything. Um, and we're going to continue to keep dropping. So there will be no show next week, but please come back in two weeks and we'll continue this. Uh, 760-454-1111. You've got about a minute and a half if you want to continue this discussion. Uh, Abibi Fahodie, Total African Liberation. And we will continue after this is over with. of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. <clears throat> All right. So for everyone who is in the For everyone who is who have called in, uh, please um, you'll be brought you'll be brought in. So either so so mute your phone, and um, if you're doing something in the background, or yeah. Okay, so continuing on with consciousness. All right, yep, the switchboard just dropped, so everyone is in live. So consciousness, modes of intelligence it characteristically develops and utilizes, is influenced to a marked degree by the types of social relations 
and to which the individual has been exposed during their most impressionable developmental periods. Uh, and so, again, he, he really walks through different aspects of consciousness. And in here he doesn't go through the age piece, but in um, his other work, The Development Psychology of the Black Child, he really gets into that aspect of it. Excuse me. <clears throat> coming, coming, continuing to come from page 89 now. Consciousness is a psychosociological control mechanism. It is an instrument of behavioral control. Through its states and levels, humans control their mental, physical, and emotional behavior. However, consciousness can be socialized, meaning that it's defining functional contents, methods, methods of processing and expressing information, its guiding values and parameters, are deeply influenced and conditioned by the nature and consistency of our interactions with other human beings and the various social conditions under which we live. In other words, the consciousness that directs the individual's behavior is to a great degree under social control and is used as a means of controlling his behavior by the culture, society, and groups of which he is a member and under whose influence he operates. Consciousness is therefore the premier instrument of social control. Consciousness is therefore the premier instrument of social control. Consequently, its contents, character, abilities, and intentions are the objects of social control and social engineering. To control consciousness is to control behavior, or at least to limit its possibilities. Thus, we're going to page 90 now. Consciousness is about power, whether it's generated and exercised by oneself and or by others. It is the medium by which the individual and others control his state of being and behavior. To the degree that others shape and direct the individual's consciousness, to that degree is his behavior of being and behavior under their control. To the degree that the individual shape and directs her own consciousness, to that degree is her state of being and behavior under her control. In sum, consciousness is an instrument of social control and power. It is the means by which personal and social behavior is controlled. Hence, the society and culture, particularly those who represent and exercise societal and cultural authority, seek to shape and direct the consciousness of each of the societies and cultural members in ways which maintain their integrity and advance their interests. It is through its shaping and directing of individual consciousness that the society achieves social control, i.e. power over 
individualist social behavior. The socially shaped and directed individual consciousness thereby becomes the society's instrument of social control. The individual empowers the society to control him when he sees or surrenders the creation and direction of his consciousness to the virtual complete, unquestioned, unopposed control of others who represent him, who represent the society to him. It is very important to keep in mind that what we have said here as it applies to the individual consciousness also applies without qualification to group consciousness. So we just read a whole bunch of stuff to basically say if we are not consciously and deliberately de-whitenizing and re-Africanizing ourselves, both simultaneously, you can't have one without the other, if we are not consciously and deliberately rejecting European reality and accepting our African reality and, and, and daily, almost, <laughs> almost minute by minute, not making sure we're doing something within an African framework, then our consciousness has been taken control by this Caucasoid reality. Unbeknownst to us, see, if you're not fighting this consciousness, if you're not fighting this reality that's being imposed on us, we operate out of it by default because it's the only way we know. And that's a bitter pill to swallow for some folks, but I'm going to say it again. If you are not consciously and deliberately fighting this reality and its impositions on your being, you are operating from it by default. Not, not, Not even think about it, not even thinking about it consciously, not even, you know, it is operating in you by default. So <laughs> you have to reject their their, their, their religious aspects. I went through three good shows, walking through, forget all the excuses on trying to make Christianity our shit. We would rather reject something that is indisputably, unquestionably African, which is the Akan system, which is the Ifa system, which is the Kemetic system, which is the 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 the, the Iwe system, which is all those different. That is unarguably and unquestionably African. We would run from that to deal with something that is highly suspect to be African, and actually it's not, whether it's Christianity, Judaism, Islam, none of that is African in origin, but we have been through 20, 30 years of great elaborate excuse creating and lie making to try to say that it is so we can be keep our comfortable selves in that system and not do the hard work of relearning what our African traditional spiritual systems are um, and getting back into them. So therefore, (laughs) by doing that, your consciousness is being controlled by other folks. If we're not really checking 
the values that we have been raised up in in this culture that women are secondary, that homosexuality is okay, that that it's all about the money. Um, um, I don't care about other black folks. I don't care about some of them. You know, some of the value statements are I don't give a damn about nobody else but me. I don't even trust my own mama. What type of shit is that? We've just taken that as, as cool and yeah, yeah, man, keeping it real. You don't even trust your own mama. You got issues. Or something in that immediate family line got issues. You don't trust your own mama. But anyway, that might be a touchy subject, you know, since how we started this show with me. But anyway, uh, those and many other value systems that we just accept unquestioned, unquestioned must be rejected, must be thrown away. And then we must re-inculcate ourselves with African values that have been around, again, 200,000, 300,000 years in that incubator that we were nestled in before the damn invaders came. Women are equal in all aspects of existence. You are your brother's and sister's keeper. You should give deference to all black folks first, especially if they write mine, to, and then deal with outsiders based on, based on, you know, how they deal with you and stuff like that. But, 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 I mean, again, looking at, at, at Kemet, looking at um, some of the ancient folks, especially, we dealt with ourselves First, whatever village you came from, we would respect you and, and, and we would build and deal with you on that manner. And then if issues came afterwards, then we'd try to deal with those issues. But we would always look at foreigners with some type of eye and suspect. <laughs> and, and you know, if they came okay, you know, then we deal with them as such. Um, if they came foul, then we deal with them, you know, foul. Um, but Studying, relearning, and then living what our values are, that's what we have to do to uh, move forward in consciousness. That, that has to be on the table when you're talking about organizing. Putting these, putting the different beliefs aside, putting the religion aside, no, it's not, it hasn't worked and it's not going to work. Now, Bob Amos Wilson, page 91-92, walks through aspects of consciousness. And I'm going to try to put them in sort of layman's terms <laughs> and then give some examples on how it works. But, again, if you have Blueprint for Black Power, uh, we're coming from pages 91 and 92. Consciousness refers to a level of, no, do I want to go? Yeah, consciousness refers to a level of psychological and physiological arousal, which permits the individual to be conscious or aware of his internal and external environments and facilitates his or her ability to regulate their cognitive and behavioral 
capabilities towards achieving goals they find desirable. Consciousness is therefore a type of active intelligence. And so without reading all of it, he walks through three fundamental elements of consciousness. And then he breaks down those three fundamental elements even more. So picture consciousness as 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 a large umbrella. And so within consciousness you have its contents, its instrumentalities, and its orientations. So let's subdivide consciousness into its contents, its instrumentalities, and its orientations. So the first level is its content. Basically, that which goes into the consciousness. And he has a list here of those things that go into one's consciousness. Perceived knowledge. Factual knowledge. Excuse me. Beliefs. Attitudes. Opinions. Temperament, conditioned behavioral tendencies, conditioned emotional tendencies, unconscious motives, unconscious drives, self-perception, worldview, current perceptions of the internal environment, and current perceptions of the external environment. These are aspects that go into consciousness. And I'm going to go through these, and then I'm going to give an example of how these things can be manipulated and have been manipulated. The second functional, foundational element of consciousness is its instrumentalities, or how the consciousness processes and or uses the information that it receives. Under that, you have physical skills, personal social skills, academic skills occupational skills, learning skills, and intellectual cognitive abilities. And within that you have intuition, reasoning, um, critical, analytical, problem-solving, etc. So, so I hope you're starting to see how, how this consciousness being broken down this way works. You put in some factual knowledge and then, or perceived <laughs> factual knowledge. And then you use your critical reasoning aspects to make sense of what X is. Based on that information that's put in, based on your own reasoning abilities or, 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 or critical analytical abilities, will then help you understand X better. If other people have shaped your reasoning aspects. If other people have shaped your critical analytical aspects, if other people then are feeding you in the information, they are shaping the contents aspect and the instrumentalities aspect of your consciousness, and you don't even know it because it's going on uncritically. The third aspect, the third fundamental element within consciousness is its orientations, or that which drives, directs, or motivates the consciousness. 
And so there um, Baba Amos lays lays out needs, desires, values, interests, aspirations, ideals, sense of purpose. So now at one point, all of these areas worked and were in harmony with our survival thrust. Now practically, all of these areas have been transformed, so now they benefit the invader. Here's one example. At one point in reality, African people valued women. It was embedded within the norms of our culture. This motivating factor had us use our creative instrumentalities to create physical structures, such as art, showing women as goddesses, which then shaped our social organization networks, which created matrifocal societies, which did not threaten or innately conflict with areas of men's power. This created a plethora of tangible content that spread and affected those present and future generations, thereby constituting a worldview and belief of positive woman valuation. So now, again, I, I hope you saw how I did that. I tried to intertwine all the, all the three um, functional elements of consciousness within a paragraph. Um, you started off with the belief, which is the content, that we valued women, that women were worth being valued. And that was embedded within the norm of our culture. Culture was within the orientation. So coming from that consciousness, the, con the, the information that was poured into consciousness was that women were to be valued. That then became... A, a motivation aspect that was within the orientations that drove us. So from that aspect, from that motivating power, we then used our creative instrumentalities, our physical skills, and, and our occupational skills to create physical structures such as art showing women as goddesses. So just by doing that, that shaped our social organization, which, 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 again, goes back to content. And all of those working together created societies with women being, being, being I want to say, in control. That was societies that was focused on the women, matrifocal, woman-focused. Um, and based on that, that coalescence of consciousness, this then created tangible content for future generations to, to, to work on. So within your culture, if you have that as a value system, and then it's tangibly expressed in the art, and then it's tangibly expressed in the belief system, then the culture will continue to manifest those things because they see it as useful, they see it as productive, they see it as, as beneficial to who they are. And so you see that aspect being lived out again in, in, in traditional and classical Africa. And so, I, I, again, I tried to fuse together um, these fundamental aspects 
of consciousness within a paragraph so y'all can see how it works. So now today, (laughs) presently, the content that goes into our consciousness is the decrepit devaluation of women, which has become manifested in our creativity through music as one medium and gets repeated and repeated. And for some, it has become a value statement that a woman ain't shit and all other means of woman devaluation. So, again, you feed into the content aspects of consciousness female devaluation, woman devaluation. Then you use the instrumentality of music to then repeat that 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 incorrect <laughs> value statement over and over and over again. And so after a while it will become a driving or motivating aspect within one's consciousness. It'll become a value statement. It will become an ideal. And and we see it. We 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 hear um women devaluing them sisters devaluing themselves. You turn on half of the music um, or, or 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 hopefully not by download half of the the rap, which is different from hip hop, and you constantly hear the devaluation of women over and over and over again, and so that started from faulty content getting repeated through the instrumentality of of the physical skills, and then it became a value system by being repeated over and over and over again. And so, again, I'm trying to fuse all three of these together so we can see how consciousness, how deep, firstly, how how deep consciousness is. And then, hopefully, for folks that are, that are really listening, you can then see how it can be transformed in your benefit. Um, quoting from page 97, since the power of consciousness is related to the available fund and accuracy of knowledge, whites have determined the strength and potential of black consciousness by deliberately supplying it with operational non-knowledge or ignorance, inappropriate, inadequate, or otherwise faulty knowledge. So again, once you, that context piece, if you constantly put in um, you've got the slave you've got folks who are slavocentric. <laughs> I actually saw that term in print. I was like, are you kidding me? You centered on slavery. So we have no exi- 1619 forward type of information or black Atlantic as an identifier, um, civil rights only based information, Egypt not in and not of Africa, or Egypt being multicultural in total identity, but it's not African or even black. They put that information into the consciousness, faulty content. So then we use our <laughs> physical skills to create um, Egypt looking white. We create our academic skills by arguing that 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 Kemet was multicultural. We then use our, our, our reasoning skills and analytical skills and problem-solving skills to constantly detach Kemet slash Egypt from Africa. 
but that was based off of faulty content. And then we then we want to reject Kemet. We want to reject that information um, as as we want to reject the information of Africa. Period as non-effectual, and then that becomes an ideal. That becomes a desire for some. It's a need to reject African information, but it's it was all based on faulty content and and misconstrued instrumentalities. Quoting from in this, we'll end this with page from page ninety-eight. Black power will be achieved and become a most potent power in the world to the degree that disempowering ideologies, propaganda, and social conditioning techniques employed by white supremacist consciousness and the negative feelings and tendencies they actively invoke are compellingly refuted and neutralized by blacks themselves. Now, I have wrote this out, so I underlined the negative feelings and tendencies. And so um, we underline negative feelings and tendencies because unless the upcoming continuation of this quote is embraced, our negative implanted feelings toward Africa will still have us stop short of returning all the way home to Mother Africa for solutions. In the self-abnegating pit stops, we pick up and try to blackenize other people's ways, religions, and cultures. We will be Moors, Hebrews, blackenized Christians, colorized Muslims, Buddhists, nebulous New Age spiritualists, everything but returning home to raw, uncut Africa because we still harbor within ourselves the negative propaganda that Africa never has and never will have anything to offer us or the world. And again, no. until we break that and cleanse our consciousness of those lies, we will still fall short. So to end the quote, pick it, yeah, to end the quote from page 98, this can be fully achieved only by the reinstitution in blacks of an African-centered identity and group consciousness. This can only be achieved when blacks proudly accept who they in reality are, when they accept themselves as Africans and willy act under the influence of that acceptance to enhance the power and prestige of African peoples everywhere. If the contents, instrumentalities, and orientations are flawed and coming solely from European information, which is anti-African, then you can only produce anti-African reality. And if that's not addressed in the beginning of any organizing effort, then said organizing effort is doomed to fail and will not help African people and actually has the potential to set us back even longer because then you know how some of us are. 
Those niggas can't organize themselves anyway. You saw what they just did. I ain't trying to get down with none of that stuff. And so then folks will just retreat back into extreme rugged individualism and not get not want to deal with anything group or collective. The consciousness must change first before any talk of unity can actually happen. The NOI in the beginning was successful because they created a plan and a format and all of the people on the on the inside accepted that and adapted it adopted it for themselves and then when they went out to the larger community anyone that wants to be a part of the nation at the door had to put aside the, 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 their faulty worldviews, their faulty beliefs, those other type of values, and accept what the nation was giving them. And they had major success in cleaning up pimps, pushers, um, prostitutes, um, some Negroes, all that sort of stuff. But they started with shared consciousness, shared worldview, um, group solidarity, and group cohesion. The maroon groups who fought back enslavement and created autonomous communities during it while enslavement was going on. If you read the, if you dig and find the real books, because <laughs> because your, your your textbooks in the schools ain't gonna tell you this, so they might just have one line about some crazy rabbit runaways that was off in the hills, whatever. Those groups were the only group to fully get freedom out of Caucasoid society. As much as I love Baba Marcus Garvey, as much as I love Baba uh, Omawali, y'all know him as Malcolm X, as much as I love a lot of the aspects of the Panthers, as much as I loved um, what Asajj Fogg, Kwame Nkrumah was doing, none of these groups, that I just mentioned, none of these individuals or groups that I just mentioned, got 100% autonomy outside of the European system. And I and, and, and I ain't come up with that on my own. I had to say Madasi to um, Kwesi Rodney and Patar Khan for, for, for putting that in my brain years and years ago. And and it smacked me in my head when he first said it, and I had to go back and, and, and really meditate on that. But it's true. It's it's true. The maroon groups that created the Haitian Revolution, um, the, the 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 Palmares people, excuse me, the the, the Quilombo in Palmares, the uh, Samaka people in Suriname, um, the Gullah Geechee people, and, and, and a few others. Those maroon groups were the only group groups to get complete autonomy. From the European system And that That is the example Those are the examples That we need to look at To figure out What the hell they did to do it We talk about nation building We talk about getting autonomy We talk about getting sovereignty But we tend to constantly quote 
and follow and try to reduplicate all the groups, you know, that 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 we mostly know about. Garvey was magnificent, and I'm sure he was probably the furthest one along to to getting that autonomous piece. But during his time, and even now, they didn't get it. The UNIA did not get 100% autonomy. We know the Panthers didn't get it. The NOI under Elijah Muhammad and and under um, Baba Mawali, they were sort of close in the sense of creating a nation that would operate within this America system but separate, if you will, from it, detached from it. And and all of the money and all of the political stuff and all of that would be done within that nation of Islam. So there are examples there. There were some examples within what Baba Garvey was doing. But the only group, and that's why these crackers don't tell us about them, the only groups that got it, that got that 100% autonomy from these bastards that enslaved us are these maroon groups. That's why they don't tell us about them, because if we started studying them and following them and, and, and reduplicating some of the things, successful things that they did, it's possible we might get that autonomy too. So at the beginning of this, I gave you some of the books that's talking about the maroon folks. Um, also, I forgot um, Richard Price. He wrote two books. He wrote a book on the Salamanca people in Suriname uh, uh, called First Time. He also wrote another book that I quoted last week called Maroon Societies, and then all the other books that I mentioned in the beginning. We need to start looking at those. Um, but one thing that I can say that they did is, even though they were coming from different traditional African backgrounds, based on the fact that they had collective, based on the fact that their worldviews were highly similar, highly similar, especially if you study that, you know what I'm saying is true. It was a lot easier to fuse together the cultures, to fuse together the religions, to, to, to be able to call upon um, 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 Ogun and Shango in the same breath with Dadakofi because those that energy and those three entities are highly similar. And, and, and I'm blanking on the... Um, Fodun aspect of war uh, But you could call on all three of those If, if there was some comedic folks there They was called on Heru Kahuti um, That's, that's, that's the um, justice with a sword <laughs> Aspect of, of that um, comedic deity Netaru, excuse me, use our word um, So they were able to fuse together the cosmologies Fuse together the cultural aspects Because they were so similar And created autonomous nations with it, while enslavement was going on, it was based off of collective consciousness, group cohesion, um, shared consciousness, the, the, the content that went into the consciousness, the instrumentalities they used to process the information, the orientations that they used to drive and motivate them were shared, was collective. And so looking again back at the Quilombos, they were able to do that for 100 years. When they deviated, there was a king that came in, and they deviated from that, and they signed a treaty with the Portuguese. They they lost their autonomy, <laughs> and, and, and they were under constant assault. 
So so that king had to die. Actually, he got killed off. And and the person who came in after him ripped up that treaty. It was like, no, we're going to go back and do our own sovereign peace. And 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 they were able to regain what they had lost from that one knucklehead. The group, the maroon groups that were not successful, were the ones who signed treaties with white folks. Were the ones who let Christianity in. Were the ones that let Islam in, because it disrupted. The, con- the continuity of their culture The continuity of their consciousness Because those two systems are coming from different values Those two systems are coming from different cosmologies It's a whole hell of a lot easier To fuse together the cosmology of Ifa and Akan Than it is to fuse um, Akan and Christianity Or Ifa and Islam It's two totally different contradictory type of systems and value aspects, value junctures. So so when you see the maroon groups let these um, antipodal value systems in of Christianity and Islam, you find that shortly after either either the white folks came in and wiped them out or the internal strife wiped them out. The internal strife wiped them out. When you let foreign systems and ideologies in, they will eventually wipe you out. And we're seeing that on a day-by-day basis, yet we want to, again, create the excuses that it's ours. No, no, no. We have African gods. We have African spirit forces. We have spiritual systems that were around before these other fake, misguided systems, fragmented, misunderstood systems came around. We have value systems that were around before white folks told us what to value, who to value, how to value. We have to get back in touch with what those were. The Maroons were successful because they understood that and rallied or rallied their communities and their cultures and consciousness around that those shared aspects. And if we want to reduplicate their success, that's one major aspect that we have to do. No longer should any serious stolen African ever again say, let's put aside our religions and let's put aside our, our our beliefs and put aside our world be no. You have to rally around shared beliefs, rally around shared worldviews, rally around those things. And it's from there you get your power. All right. <laughs> Whew. So, yeah, that's that, that, that's it. That's consciousness, contents, instrumentalities, and orientations. The contents, those things that go into your consciousness, instrumentalities, how the consciousness processes the information and or uses the information that's received, and the orientations of consciousness. Excuse me, or and its orientations that which drives, directs, and motivates the consciousness. That was from page nine, pages 91 and 92 in Blueprint for Black Power. we got to get this. we got to understand this. 
we have to take our consciousness back, fill the contents up with correct African information, use that correct African information to create physical and tangible things, uh, use our reasoning aspects to create proper um, theoretical African things, and then use Africa and that correct information as aspirations to move forward. Use that as a sense of purpose to build on. Use that as the desire to move towards, move to. Um, value that information and those intentionalities. That's how we take, that's how we will take our consciousness back and use it for ourselves and our benefit. So, there will be no show next week, so please tune in <clears throat> in two weeks. Um, haven't decided what the next show will be, so I got 14 days to think about it. So, uh, but 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 please follow the show, favorite, um, hit the little heart sign, and then once I do come up with a show in two weeks, um, you'll get the email talking about what it is. Um, please go back through and click all the links, the revolving books and the other links that, that help me out with a program I'm involved in with Blog Talk. Uh, and also look at the um, just some of the other links that I have on the on my page, on the Kamal 301 page, excuse me. I have links to a few of the other good shows that, that, that that's the cream that rises to the top of a whole bunch of bullshit talk on blog talk, even that, that profess to be conscious. So uh, those are some shows that, that are are a bit heads and heads and tails above some of these other yelling screaming matches that, that profess to be pro black. So check out some of those links in those shows and then also I've got um uh a link to my book, How to Make a Negro Christian. I'll check that out as well. Um, so, yeah, Madasi to everyone who's been downloading the shows, who's listening. Uh, Madasi to all the support, all the new followers that I'm getting, all the folks that are favored in the show. Um, that's, 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 that's good. We we got to get this... We got to get this right. I'm I'm not trying to um, pass on what we're doing now to the children that I'm about to have, or that I hope to have. Uh, we no, we 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 got to do better. We have to do better. And um, yeah, all, some of the all these splinter groups they they gonna have to go. Or if nothing else. Those of us who are of this mindset, we're going to have to um, network better, um, do stuff in our own communities, link up with other folks who are of like minds, expand that way, and then the stupidity and the backwardsness of these other groups will become more apparent as we are doing the proper and righteous work of building and doing and creating what we're talking about. Um, that's what Brother Jaja tasked us with last week. He was like, everybody's talking right now, and everyone is all in the same quagmire, and we need an organization or or a group of organizations that are linked 
to step up and raise raise the bar. And then the um, fakery and tomfoolery will be exposed. Um, And so the playing field is wide open right now. Um, The nation is pretty much a more abundant organization. Um, The Panthers, its leadership is going through talking about Obama the the, the 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 Hebrews ain't doing nothing. The the the, the Moors doing all this sovereignty talk, but I don't know them having too many buildings of their own and stuff like that. So the the, the while there's a lot of talk and confusion out there, the landscape is wide open. So it's time for more of us of this African-centered mindset to start doing more. To um. Network with other, again, I'm going to say it one last time, network with other people of like minds in your area and uh, create some susus, save some money, pool pool the money together. Uh, pool the money together, buy a building, start teaching, start do some some gardens so we can create our own farmer's markets so we can start feeding ourselves, um, create internal economy. And when you do that, you ain't got to worry about the political aspects, especially in the beginning. We're the only ones that want to talk about the political aspects in the beginning when we don't have any economic clout. But everyone else does it the other way around. They establish the economic clout first. Look at the Korean model. They don't talk about the political stuff first. They establish that economic peace first amongst themselves, and then if they've taken over a particular area, then they have one of their own go up through the ranks into the political system and try to become a councilman or a ward or whatever they call it in that particular area. And then they work Then they work on the inside to get some of the um, – public money funneled down their way. But they did that by getting the economic peace settled first, and they got the economic peace settled first by having the group cohesion first, by having the shared vision first, by having shared cultural worldview first, first, first. That's why that's how Amos Wilson laid out the book. You got to get that group solidarity piece first. You got to get the consciousness squared away first, the personality squared away first, after center personality squared away first, the self-concept aspect first, understanding what power is first. Then you move to the economics. Then you move to the political. We've been doing it as backwards, as Double ass backwards. Um, so yeah, so hopefully these shows are, are putting out the information to um, start doing it the right way, so we can be move a little bit further along, a little bit further along, so then the children can take it to that next step, and then their children can take it to the next next step. See everyone in two weeks. Click all the ads in the revolving books, download the show, and share it with your friends, and have have discussions. Um, put some comments and feedbacks on the pages. Um, 
Madasi Madasi for all the downloads thus far. Um, see everyone in two weeks. Abibi Fahodier, Total African Liberation.